Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we are sitting down with Zara Therese Tish. She is the founder of Therese, a lifestyle and activewear company that inspires positivity. We had a really great and candid conversation about the realities of running and starting your own business and how to spread joy and positivity across the world. Check it out. Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm super excited to have Zara Therese Tish. She's the founder of Therese. They are an activewear lifestyle brand. And you said it best, just celebrating the good. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much, Olivia, for, for having me. It's it's funny. It's like you could say however you want, you know, Zara, Zara. I grew up on Long Island. So when I, you know, people like to make, you know, make me sound more exotic than I am. Mm-hmm. So they say Zara, but it's actually like that long, you know, whiny accent, Zara. Zara, so sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's totally, you know, so Zara, Therese Tish, Therese is my middle name, but yes, um, I, we, I created the brand to create an environment to connect people and truly what it's about is celebrating the good parts of life Mm -hmm. um the small the big um you know all of us you myself have all been through different types of darkness and traumatic moments in our life and in order to get through it um you have a choice and it's incredible to align with people and find the positive and find the good Mm -hmm. and we've all been through it and so if we can connect and make the choice to choose good um that is what therese stands for that's what we're about that is our mission our message and our clothes um are merely a medium to provide our messaging so when you were younger did you always you know, dream or aspire to be like a founder, de- designer? Like, what did you think that you would be being? Um, no, I thought I was going to be a Broadway actress. <laughs> I was going to be a star on Broadway. Um, that's what I wanted to be. Um, my father was a garmento. Do you know what that is? Yeah, so working in clothing, like in the garment industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. So, you know, some people know that term, some they don't. So, you know, in the 70s and 80s is when uh, manufacturing in New York City was really bustling um creating dresses and all different types of clothing and so i grew up in a household where he had a um a women's dress company is that like in mrs mazel do you it's, watch that i do it's like mrs Ma- I, it's funny yes it's, it's like mrs mazel it's like mrs mazel so yeah exactly when um what's her husband she that's joel's, a, joel's, father. joel's father yeah that's my dad okay cool you know his name richie you know <laughs> call him mr um but yes but you know i he was this is what he did um my mother uh before i was born actually she would create high-end accessories like with her hands barrettes and all different things and um, before i was born she closed her business but she would sell to higher end places so like henry bendel that was Mm -hmm. open and bergdorf goodman um so he sold low end she sold high end um I, as I was saying, wanted to be like an actress and a star. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, my parents supported me through that um, always and everything that I wanted to do. I was involved in a lot. Um, And as I was mentioning before, 
right before my freshman year of college, um, I had a traumatic event happen in my life where my high school boyfriend passed away and along with his friends and I needed to understand what that meant right there and then Mm -hmm. because until that moment you you don't you don't understand um that you really aren't invincible yeah and what you know life actually means Mm -hmm. and at that you know I I started to I, I I didn't know if I wanted to go to college I didn't know what my life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, up until that point, as I said, I knew what I wanted to be. I was going to go to school for different things. I was, you know, I everything. I was very lucky and fortunate to come from a loving, supportive family. Um, but um, then everything changes. Yeah. Your whole life in a second changes. And then um, it happened again with my college boyfriend as well oh my goodness Mm -hmm. wow and so and thing you know and then after college that he passed away after college um but you start to realize that we have one life yeah and my mother used to always say the wheel goes round and round sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down Mm -hmm. and it was at that moment and during all of these different dark experiences that I started to practice um, how to look at positivity Mm -hmm. and use that as my light. And it's, believe me, it's easier said than done. It's a practice that I do every single day, Mm -hmm. even even now. And um, I felt, and after college, you know, I had met people, I had gone through it, I had had a wonderful support system. I was working for um, Marquee Jet, which was a private jet company in their subsidiary um, division called MGX Lab, where we would do marketing for all of their clients, their mm-hmm. high-end clients. So we were branding. So this is, two th- I, I graduated college in 2007. So this is um, the era of the Jonas Brothers and we did <laughs> stuff for um, Muhammad Ali and Tom Brady. And I needed to do something. I, I felt, and it's not until later, you know, in life that you, you know, start to see some clarity as to why you do the things that you do. But at that time, I needed to create something. I didn't know what it was, but as I had mentioned, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I come from people, you know, I was always in the plays. I did all, you know, in student council, all the, you know, I was always involved. I always wanted to create something. Um, I just didn't know this was what it would be. Mm -hmm. And I, wanted to create a place that I thought would make me happy. And I thought in turn other people happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened to start with leather handbags with really fun interiors. Cool. And um, it took it took a while. But, you know, uh, and in 2012 is when that, you know, really fancy term pivoted um, <laughs> where we... You know, uh, I ended up taking our linings out and creating our first leggings. And I realized at that point that I was hiding um, my truest self inside. So everything is about experience. Everything takes time and is really an evolution. 
And so from when you pivoted from the handbags to clothing, sure. what was that transition like for you? How did you make that decision? Um, was it the right decision? Do you like... I don't know. What I don't were your know. Thoughts? It, was, no, <laughs> no, it was definitely the right decision, yeah. but um, it was a specific moment. Actually, yeah. it was a you know people ask what is that? What is your aha moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we actually had an aha moment um, for years. We would you know I would try and sling my 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 bags you mm-hmm. know everywhere trunk shows here there I did QVC we would try to do trunk shows um, and we would do trade shows. So you know what it's like in jewelry to mm-hmm. do trade shows and for, you know, clothing and accessories, it's it's similar. And you go to the shows um, at the Javits Center, these big things, and you're like, you make a beautiful booth <laughs> and then you sit there and you pray <laughs> to anybody that will listen <laughs> that somebody will come by. It's true, right? Yeah. That anybody would come by and, and write anything, yeah. you know, and for years, no, you know, and my my best friend from growing up, she, she worked with me and partnered with me at the time. And, you know, we would play customer because if you have somebody sitting in your booth it attracts other people to come like, Oh, well, if that person has it, then somebody else must have it. So, you know, we would write, you know, $10,000 POs, you know, they were fake, but like, do we even do that? Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was a struggle and we would get a little bit of customers. Um, so at the end of 2011, I think it was, or the beginning of 2012, I don't remember exactly the trade show. I should know at this point, since I talk about it so much, I just don't remember the exact date. Um, but I was like, okay, this is our trade show. You know, our collection has never been as amazing as it is right now. Um, my parents at the time, my dad had gone back into business to try and make some money. So he was doing, um, like dresses for, for tweens. And so in the meantime, to keep cash flowing, um, I ended up making little pencil cases out of our linings and selling it to all of the kids stores Mm -hmm. that he sold to. And so like I had all of this, you know, some product that I was, you know, made sure to keep afloat, which is, you know, wonderful. And at this trade show, I was like, okay, I have this beautiful collection. We're going to, we're going to display it, you know, like this, and it's going to be great. And you know, this is the inspiration and all of this. And I was like, this is our time. And on the table, I put a little basket because I had all of these extra pencil cases and all fun, gorgeous linings because that was the linings of our bags. And I threw them in the center just as add-ons and, you know, started the show. And during this particular show, like, as I said, we never had people come. We, there was a gentleman that walked into our booth and you could tell, you know, by the way he was dressed that he was important Mm -hmm. you know that this was somebody and he looks around and he goes he goes like hmm you know he's like and then he goes into the basket and he's like what is this i said oh these are just like linings of the bags he goes this is amazing i said excuse me i said what i said what look at all these beautiful leather bags that are here he's like no this is energy this is you this is like he's like we need these I was like, yes, you do. Who are, you know, who are you, (laughs) you know? And he was the DMM of all Neiman Marcus stores. Wow. And, um, yeah, the head of fashion buying a DMM. And I would, and he's like, you, this, this is unbelievable. And I, and I was jaw dropped. And then, um, right after that, um, the buyer of Urban Outfitters came in 
they also wanted the pouches with all of the colors for theirs. And then there was also on the side, I had, there was a backpack. They were like, where did you get that backpack? And I said, I made it. And all it was, it was a backpack that I had hand splattered. And they said, we want these and we want 500 of those. I, I, I'm no joke. Wow. Like this stuff doesn't happen. And I was like, huh. You're thinking to yourself, what the hell? What were you doing? Wrong, you know? And then, um, and then a Japanese distributor came. They also wanted the pouches. So full circle to the beginning of our conversation, I realized at that point that we were hiding our truest self inside inside the the bags and I'd always been a very loud and boisterous and happy person um you just don't know right and you're you don't it takes time to build the confidence and to realize your full potential and you know to make sure that other people are going to like the same things that you do and when you're starting a business um you do need to understand your why but it might not be fully baked Right. And it might take time for it to be fully baked. But if you can continue to have, you know, that reasoning why you're starting it to begin with, which is about joy and happiness and knowing that you need to be persistent and, you know, and are tenacious, like that is, that is what's going to keep you going and, and drive you continuously. So how, what inspires you to like create your designs? Cause I know that they're, all really colorful, fun. I have a bunch of the sets. Actually, the set that I wear the most is like this black sweatsuit with like stars on it, but mm-hmm. I wear it every time I go on an airplane travel. Like It's, it's a great airplane outfit. I, have I think to tell like Kyle's like, I left it once like behind. I was like, I have to go back and grab it. It's my, it's my like outfit. <laughs> and he's like, I know you always wear that outfit. Like you got to go back and get it. So I like ran back on the plane. I was like, I forgot my sweater. Well, I mean, I, that, that, that's, devas- that's yeah. devastating. I have to say that but is absolutely devastating. I, I, your products are like so fun, Thank so you. colorful. And even when and comfortable so uh, so when you got that aha moment we're like okay this is like how i'm gonna Mm -hmm. start how did you decide like what inspired you to continue creating get into like the different categories and why like leggings right so um the linings that we were using actually um were spandex linings to begin with and the reason for that was um which actually goes and defines the story but when I was searching for linings and I would go up and down the streets of the garment center, the only windows that spoke to me were the ones that were colorful and vibrant. Mm -hmm. Those are only the spandex windows. Yeah. So that's where I would go in. That's where I would, I would get my cuts from and my manufacturers despised it (laughs) because when you're working with leather, you can't have something that is stretching at the same time, but I didn't care. Like that's what we were doing. So clearly that is something that I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working with my best friend, you know, we would wear the things that we wanted to wear and we would wear leggings every single day. We were comfortable wearing that. It was mostly, you know, American apparel at the time. Yeah. And, you know, I, w- I was thinking and I never wanted to go into ready to wear because I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do sizing like accessories is one size fits all. Like I, I, once you go into sizing, you can't ever come back. But for some reason, I was like, you know, we could do leggings because we're, I was like leggings. It's the ultimate accessory. We'll just stop at leggings. Yeah. You know, that's what we'll do. We'll do leggings and that that'll be it. And um, 
we found this print that was a galaxy print. Um, we called it the universe and, and five other prints as well. And we launched with the six capsule collection and um, for kids and for juniors, like who, like how we were um, at the time, I guess we were young women, but like, I wanted to be like a junior. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a junior. Um, and we went to the kids show and I was like, this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to wear them. And I wore the leggings and the, there was a few stores. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Lester's. Have you heard of Lester's? There's a, there's a store Lester's. There's one in New York City in mm -hmm. Greenville, in Rye. Um, they had a new buyer and she came up and she saw me wearing it. And she saw I had a teeny, teeny little booth, like literally the size, like the width of that mirror. Yeah. There, full of color. Mm -hmm. And that's not what people were used to. And she's like, this is fresh. This is new. And we shipped them um, these leggings on the weekend of Thanksgiving in 2012. And they sold out that weekend. Wow. I, I, no one had ever seen anything like that. And it didn't matter at that point what we had put on, you know, our leggings, everybody just wanted it. And so immediately I was like, we need to make our own prints. I'm not buying prints. And so searched, found people, taught myself how to do Photoshop, taught myself, I, mean, I didn't go to school for this, took pictures of things, took photo of jelly beans. And, and we created then jelly beans, which was photo reel and that was the first time people ever wore photo reel on their pants so it was really being inspired by the world of joy around us mm -hmm. um and we ended up in so it was february 2013 mm -hmm. um making the first piece of emoji apparel that ever existed and i i mean i know that's bizarre to say but it's true like yeah. there didn't exist mm -hmm. and how it existed was I took my phone, I typed out all of the emojis that were on it at that time, and then took a, I take a screenshot. Yeah, you could take a screenshot of it. And we, I worked with this printer that I had in the spandex and like people could not believe, they thought that was genius. I was like, yeah, it was good. And then it, <laughs> then it became a very big trend at that point. So, you know, a lot of things have evolved. You know, the way that we work now is um, I am very much inspired by my past and how I grew up and my family and my friends. Um, but we have a concept for every single collection and um, we derive um, our inspiration from there and from art um, all over the place. What like I know sometimes it can be like demanding to like create or come up with like new ideas or new concepts. It's horrible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it can be really challenging. Yeah. So like, what, what do you do to like continue to be like just as excited and inspired with, I know there's like deadlines, like you have to come out with like a new collection. Mm -hmm. So you're like pushed to create something, but mm -hmm. how do you like deal with that balance? One is I don't believe in balance. <laughs> I believe that something is always going to fall and is, and is if you can be comfortable with that, that is where the secret lies. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. It is extraordinarily challenging and exhausting pumping out new ideas all the time. Um, that being said, I am somebody that loves to learn. I am somebody that appreciates um, art and culture and different people and reminiscing about the past. And I think that 
it's hard, but when you sit and you take time and you try to make sure that you carve out that time, I think your calendar is everything. Mm-hmm. I live by my calendar. I have, I have three kids. I have three dogs. My husband and I both have our own companies. We work full-time. I like to say I'm a full-time mom and a full-time CEO. You can ask Chelsea. Like mm-hmm. I'm with my kids back and forth during the day and running the company. Like I operate the company. How, how do you do that? <laughs> because I would like to learn. It's impossible. From you. Because um, right now, like, I'm like, how could I possibly have a kid because I, this business is my kid. Like I have no yeah. time for myself or anything else. So how do you do all well, of that? You always, <laughs> the hard part, the hard truth is your, yourself goes really like off the cliff. Um, but you try to keep it, um, going. So how do you do it? Um, one is don't feel bad asking for help or, paying for help Mm -hmm. like it the i am so fortunate and privileged to be able to have women that help me um take care of my children the reason that they it allows me to be so present in their life and out it's you know and be able to go out when i when i can um what you need to do is communicate and i know that's a very broad Mm -hmm. term but communication, creating a team that supports you and what you're doing will help to alleviate, you know, those struggles. And so I am very much on the same page as the women and my husband, who's very involved also with our kids. Like I wouldn't be able to do any of it without his support, without the support of the women that help me take care of my children, without the support and understanding of my Therese team, mm-hmm. that I'm a mother as well, um, and out, and the support of my children that get so excited for me to come out with different things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think that that is what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. But is there a balance? Again, there is not a balance. Okay. <laughs> It's not going to happen. So that's a lie people have been telling. Everyone. Yeah, they're like, you know, that, that, that there is not a balance mm-hmm. because you're going to pick and choose. Yeah. And you're going to choose something. And as you choose something, you're making that your priority. And that means something else is no longer your priority. And it's going to that ball is going to drop. So what are you going to do next? OK, I'm going to pick up that ball now and I'm now going to make that my priority. Something else is going to drop. So you need to be OK. And it takes a long time. But you will you will get to a point where you feel okay with balls dropping because the priorities that you are choosing are the right ones for you, for your business, for your family. There's only one you. No one's going to do it like you do it. And no one's going to be the mother that you are. And that is what's going to make you feel good. And that's what's going to fuel everything that you do. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. I, yeah. I mean, but that's like so incredibly impressive and uh, and like so honest and real. So I really appreciate that. I, I'm very, if you can't tell, I'm a very <laughs> honest and real, real No, person. because we're always fed. Like I feel like women and like female founders or anyone like that wants to be successful in their career. It's like, okay, you have to like either sacrifice your career, or make the sacrifice and like not like have the family that you right. want to have, you know? I, I mean, it's it's like, listen, you're an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, tell me about your daily life as an entrepreneur. Okay. Let me tell you. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, today is going to be a great day. And then by 9am I get a, I get an email 
that literally everything is on fire at the office. I was like, oh, I guess we're not going to be in business anymore. And then by one, something great happens. Maybe you get a PR story. Maybe you get a great order and you're like, oh, amazing. I know why I'm doing this again. And then by four o'clock, you know, no longer are you going to be in business the rest of the day. You can't even pay your overhead anymore. You're like, how can I see you know, uh, six months, a year down the line. And then in between that, you have pickup, you have drop off, you have mm-hmm. arguments, you know, with your partner, you, or, you know, and um, you have actor, you know, activities, you have meltdowns, you have tantrums, and you need to talk to your children about how to be kind, nice, wonderful people that are gonna be the future of our world and save the world. So. Yeah, totally. Then you go to sleep and you start all over again. Right. I it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're all going to be okay because here we are talking to one another, having a lovely conversation on a beautiful day in New York city. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow it's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's the whole point, right? Of tries yeah. look for the good parts mm-hmm. of life. Those moments celebrate the little wins, celebrate the big wins and celebrate them in a really amazing big way. Mm-hmm. Why not? Right. You know, why not? Because things are going to happen and they're going to be horrible. They're going to be horrible personally, professionally. You're going to get through them. Even at the time, like foot and mouth, like you don't feel like you're going to. Right. But you either can choose not to, and you can live in that sorrow, or you choose to pick yourself up, surround yourself with people that are good, that have aligned values, you know, that believe in the same things that you do, and you will live to celebrate another day. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. We're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about jewelry. Ooh, I have all of my stuff at home, but it's okay. We can always talk about it. Yeah, I can talk. I love talking. So, (laughs) um, obviously we're a jewelry company and I think jewelry is super cool because sometimes, you know, you can pass it down and holds like sentimental, emotional, you know, meanings. Do you have like any pieces of jewelry that are like extra special to you? Um, so if you couldn't tell already, I'm a extraordinarily sentimental person. Um, all my pieces, even what I'm wearing right now, they all have meaning to them. Um, but I believe in having me and, and I don't, it's very interesting that you say that, but with jewelry, I don't ever really buy pieces just to buy pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have to have a meeting or come from somewhere. Um, My mother's jewelry is something that I hold and cherish very fondly. Um, On me now is, so I have here, so this actually, this earring right here. Super cool. This was my, um, these were, these were my sisters that were given to her by my 
grandmother. So it was my grandmother's that was given to my sisters that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is very meaningful to me. Um, this long cuff mm-hmm. was um, my brother-in-law's here. Follow this. My brother-in-law's ex-ex-girlfriend, who's lovely and we're still friends, um, started her first jewelry company years and years ago. And this was the first piece oh, that cool. she made. And I've worn it ever since. Um, and then this top earring is actually something that this is a brand new one and a brand new hole from the fall uh, where we were doing a trunk show with a lot of other brands. And I got myself and all of uh, the Therese team the same earring. So we all have this earring That's together. <laughs> this one, it's right yeah. And this one too. That's what this green one is from that one too. This right here is from my husband. Um, I love color. Yeah. And so this was an anniversary gift. Um, and I have a lot of friends that are in the jewelry business. So one of my friends, this is from her. Mm -hmm. She made me this with all of my children on it as well, as well as this. Um, this is a different one of my friends. So Mm -hmm. this is my friend, Alexa Lee. This is my friend, Darian Ablon, D-Made. And then... These are my other friend, Ashley. So hers is Atlas Fine Jewelry that made these. So I love supporting my friends. And then this is Marla Laws. And this has a very um, unique message about luck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so I, is that everything? Did I get everything? (laughs) I I got everything that I'm wearing. Um, But I, oh, no, that's not true. This is my wedding band. Mm-hmm. I never take off, so I'm not going to take it all the way off. But my um, my husband has has one, and, and I have one that we wear. And mine says, all my love. And inside his says, all my life. And I never, ever take this off. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's really. Actually, that is very sweet. <laughs> um, but usually I wear my mother's ring. I, I had, like, this whole thing, but I, I change my necklaces a lot of the time. And... Um, one of them is a one of my most sentimental pieces, actually. Um, my, as I had mentioned, my mother passed away mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with my son, and she, you know, always loved praying mantis. Um, and you know, people think about butterflies when people pass away, and like they come back as butterflies. And I always said that she would come back as a praying mantis. You know, maybe she'll eat her children. She loves us, you know, because <laughs> praying mantis are known for that. Um, and it's a very you know unique yeah. insect. And so during, um, I think it was her birthday. I don't know if it was her the anniversary of when she passed or her birthday. Um, but my husband um, got me a necklace a diamond necklace in the shape of a praying mantis through someone else that i went to college with stephanie gottlieb but like through so i always like to support people that i know and you know that are doing amazing things because we need to support one another but um she created this piece that is so unbelievable and means so much and so special um, I don't think anyone has ever asked her to make a praying mantis diamond necklace before, <laughs> um, but I have one and it's fantastic. But, you know, I believe that jewelry holds energy mm-hmm. and it holds, 
and it transcends time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, I mean, you know, this is, you live this, this is what you're like, I don't need to tell you, but for somebody that's not in the jewelry yeah. business, um, it's, it's something that I truly value and I find extraordinarily special. Um, and every, and I, and I try to be very thoughtful every single time I, you know, get a new piece and, and what it means and why I'm wearing it. Mm-hmm. Totally. I have a fun like diamond game if you want to play it. I, of course I want to play. <laughs> Am I not? Oh, you're going to ask me like shapes and see if I know them? No. Okay. I, got, I know. I got very nervous for a oh, second. Oh, no. This is not a quiz. This is just like <laughs> personal um, preference. Preference. Oh, fun. So basically, you're a native New Yorker. Sure am. So I kind of, I have a bunch of different style rings and just wanted to see what like new york neighborhood or you know type of person what kind of new yorker would each ring be for oh okay ready (laughs) 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 so i didn't grow up in manhattan i grew up in long island we can use we can use no 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 that's fine i grew up we can we can talk about this but i grew up in in atlantic beach a little surfer town we're we're not Um, limited to to the the five boroughs okay i'm not gonna get judged (laughs) no Right. Well, no, we'll do it. This is fun. So fun until someone's feelings get hurt. It's it's not serious. Olivia, I'm kidding. So we'll start with like a softball one. Okay. So this is an emerald cut. Mm-hmm. It's about five carats, just set in platinum with tapered baguettes. This is beautiful. I'll keep this. Um, do I? Oh, do I do it in the beginning, like during it? Can I see them all first and then decide? Or no, this is not how the game goes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Upper East Side. Okay. Why? Um. Gosh, how am I going to put this? <laughs> um, I think that this is beautiful and classic, and I think Upper East Side women um, appreciate classic traditional things and i think this would fit beautifully on their finger perfect next (laughs) we have an old european cut diamond so an antique stone set in an antique um solitaire like bezel setting i love this um okay so i'm gonna say so this reminds me of so the, who does this go through? So where in the city? I'm not going to say where in the city, but this is for all of the Burning Man weddings. <laughs> um, so it's for all of the artistic, you know. Brooklyn, maybe? Not bro- well, so my, my best friend has a, you know, that I grew up with who happens to, you know, go to Burning Man every single year, has a <laughs> ring like this. And, you know, they don't believe as much in like buying new things as it is taking old mm-hmm. and modernizing them and make them new. So I, I don't want to, you can say Brooklyn, but that's why you could say Brooklyn. You can say the East village, village yeah. or mm-hmm. something, you know, but, um, someone like cool, someone real cool, like, yeah. like me, but, yeah. um, but I, but I, but I love this one too. See, this transcends generations. It does. Next, we have a oh my God. quite large, fancy yellow radiant cut set with trapezoid side stones. Oh my God, I love this. It's for me. 
so unique, different. Um, Hollywood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, isn't this? Isn't, it's like a J Lo. Is, I was gonna say this is yeah. like J Lo. This is yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Um, but like, we wish we would wear this here, but we won't. Like, this is what. Um, California will will wear this. Oh, I feel like a really fancy old lady. Yeah, like this can be, you know, or Palm your Beach fifth, or something. And Palm Beach would be great, or um, your fifth marriage, fourth yeah. marriage. Yeah. You know, being like, I now it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Thanks. Like this, you know, like this is what I've always wanted, and I'm gonna get it. Yeah. And like that's great. Or you've been together for no fourth marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and this is fun. Here's an eight carat um, oval, and it's in just a platinum pave solitaire. Um, West Village. Why? West Village slash Tribeca. That's down where I live. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we down there, like, think we're being different, you know, <laughs> and like different from living in the rest of the city. Um, but, you know, we, we want to be classic but a little bit unique mm -hmm. and different in our own way that is cool. So it's a way of um, wearing something that will still be very much accepted, mm -hmm. um, but in our unique, cool way. Got it. I agree. And last but not least, oh, there's more. Last but not least, this is in four carat Asher cut set with a double pave frame. Long Island, <laughs> which is where I grew up. Yes. Which <laughs> is where I grew up. Um, more is more is more. The show's like, he loves me or she loves me very, very much. And um, do you know how much they love me? And isn't it beautiful? Yeah. So that's what I would say. So where can we continue to follow? Tress. Shop? Um, well, definitely follow us online on Instagram um, at Therese. You can also shop online. Oh, this is fun. At <laughs> www.therese.com. And also, because you have to you have to follow our TikTok because it's pretty fantastic. Um, it's Therese.nyc. Um, you can follow me too. I'm fun. Sometimes. Where can and we follow you? Zara Tish. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. See my kids and my dogs and, you know, what I do. And this today. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for Thank joining you, us. This was and so much fun. Continue, like, you're a kick-ass. Continue doing everything that you're doing. This is amazing that you're doing. You're not only doing that. You have, like, another, there's another business, basically. So, yeah. Like, you've decided. You're like, oh, I'm not going to just do that. I'm also going to do this, too. See? It's not, you're not balancing it. No, I have zero balance. Yeah. Right? Chose to do this over something else. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. That was such a fun and inspiring conversation. And I love how Zara talked about how jewelry holds energy and sentimental value. What is your favorite piece of jewelry and what does it mean to you and why? 